What's up and welcome back to Major League Talk episode 42, the Jackie Robinson edition and the Mariano Rivera edition. I'm your host, J.D. Johnson. Alongside me always is Dino and De Palma. What's poppin', boys? How are we doing? Oh, hey. So last week, finally finished this show. It's called Dexter. Professional review 8.9. I actually wanted oh. to see if I was right on my review. Uh, IMDB had it at an 8.7, so I actually think I'm really good at this thing. But anyway, it's a great show on Netflix. I watched it. Um, it is a must-watch, in my opinion. It's also based in Miami. Uh, now on to a new show, though. I liked. Uh, I don't really don't know what to watch because, like, I don't have Hulu. I was gonna ask, are you guys gonna get the Disney Plus thing? I already have it. Do you? Wait, I thought yeah. it comes out tomorrow. Is Verizon it worth it? Ga- Verizon gave it to me uh, for free for one year. Oh, nice. Is it worth it? I don't know. Do you like Star Wars? Because The Mandalorian's coming out. Like, what Dude, kind of question so is that? Dope. That looks so dope. You know who's the star in it, Deepaw? Yeah, it's uh, Prince Oberyn, isn't it? Oberyn Martell, baby. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm, I, so this is the second season just dropped on Amazon Prime. Uh, Jack Ryan. Dude, legitimate. Really good series. Kind of like uh, Espionage. It's a... Uh, Judd Krasinski from The Office, uh, Jim from The Office. So once you get past that part of like him being a badass, like it's actually a really good series. I heard that was actually really good, and I have never seen Dexter. Oh yeah, dude, yeah, um, Jed, I've never Dexter's seen Dexter. Good. That's the one. He's like a, a serial killer, but he like helps out the the feds, right? Yeah, he's a uh, he's like born in blood is the whole thing, and he's a blood sp- uh, splatter analyst, and he works for Miami Homicide. And so to his sister, and he was, like, raised in there because his father that adopted him was, like, the chief of police and stuff, so he was just raised in the system. But the only thing is he only kills serial killers. So that's his, like, his code. He doesn't kill an innocent person. He's a serial killer who only kills serial killers. Because he has, like, a thirst for blood. But uh, probably going to start watching Blacklist. Have you guys watched that? Waste of time. (laughs) really what the heck logan told me to watch dexter and i was like dang this is like probably one of my favorite shows now and then he told me all right now watch blacklist i was like so i I gotta listen to him so my wife loves it but i got it was like i think there's like eight seven or eight seasons i think it may be still be going on but it was on netflix and it was like about halfway through like season two i kind of lost uh interest in it just kind of repetitive and like I didn't like the the storylines going on, and but it's not bad. It's a time. It's a good time killer. Told me it's very long. It's like like really drags on. Like Game of Thrones, like it feels like a movie. Uh, but, game, uh, game, but but there wasn't a bad episode of Game of Thrones until the last like, season. Oh, oh, I was gonna say you said you didn't like the last season. I, it's not that I didn't like it. I like I loved it. It was okay. But, it, but I waited two years for okay. Right. That's I think that was the killer was yeah extended episodes and all that but the shit was rushed and you're exactly right Dean it, the post production took forever on it uh, the CGI was great and all but damn dude it took so long to be it almost like created too much hype it, it led to the disappointment then uh, you know after waiting for so long for it yeah that's the part that hurt yeah but off season is for baseball is 
already begun with a few big names uh, opting out of their contracts or they're not going to opt out. We saw last week that J.D. Martinez decided not to opt out. So that basically just blew any like idea out the window that they were going to keep Mookie Betts. Kind of screwed them over. Uh, they have their new GM. Uh, I forget his name. I don't know if you guys know his name. It's like Cheyenne uh, something. He's new GM, though. Uh, that sucks that he has to come out and basically tell the organization, like, yeah, face of the franchise, Mookie is going to be gone. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't think Mookie goes anywhere. I thought they couldn't keep him because the cap or something. Like, they were, I think, I think they had the most, they had the biggest payroll in baseball last year. And... It sucks that, like, if Mookie does go, if they can't sign Mookie, that, like, the choice wasn't even the organization's. Like, it was in the contract. That, well, I guess it technically was. It was in the contract that they gave J.D. Martinez to have that player option. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. But if Mookie does go, then they're going to get an absolute haul for him. So, so probably a win-win for them. And another guy that just opted out, he opted out of $100 million for four years left, Steven Strasburg, after winning the – World Series, and he actually opted out the day of his uh, World Series parade. So that was kind of weird. Um, I would love to have the power to just opt out of $100 million and not feel like I'm doing the wrong thing. Like, that's pretty awesome, in my opinion. But do you think he's going to be a national? Because, I mean, this is huge for them. I mean, they may not ever win a World Series for them, but it's the only uniform he's ever put on. I don't know who's willing to pay him more than that. You know, like a lot of these guys, I mean, Cole's going to command $300 million. Strasburg's not that far behind. So, you know, whoever has the money to pay these guys, like there are a few clubs out west that I think are willing to do it. Like I think I think Cole ends up in, in L.A. and I think Strasburg might end up in San Diego. Mm. But EDA's from but, San Diego, yeah. Went to San yeah, Diego. They, they all have the money for it. It's just... Uh, there's there's a reason why he opted out of the four years 100, 100 mil. Like, you don't just do that unless you have some legit intel that you're going somewhere else for the same amount of money, if not more. It's going um, to be interesting to see, uh, like, what the Nats do with him and Rendon, like, coming up. Like, how much, like, who they value more with it. Um, I never really thought about San Diego, Dean. Like they're starving for starting pitching, and you know, thirty-six games out of the wild card, yeah, out of the division or something like that. All that hype bringing in Manny, uh, that'd be an interesting destination. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see how much money the Nats throw at him because I think that does play a key in it. Is like he had such a great postseason that they want to try and at least keep the two marquee guys there. So it'll be interesting to see how much it goes for. Yeah, and speaking of Anthony Rendon, during the like the speech at the World Series parade, Adam Eaton got on the microphone and said, "What do we have to do to bring back Anthony Rendon?" Putting him on the spot, basically saying like, "Hey, they offer you something?" Because he was reportedly already turning down a two hundred ten million dollar offer for seven years. So, I mean, that's awkward in my opinion. And not only to add on to that, Mister National himself, Ryan Zimmerman. He was declined his club option to come back for his last year in his contract, and there's been no talks of any re-signing so far. So I also think that's very weird. He's Again, another guy, both guys have only put on national uniforms, so that's pretty interesting and something to maybe uh, take a look at in the future. Zimmerman will, Zimmerman will finish his career there. He's just going to restructure his deal. Yeah, I think it was just about how much for that. You know, that was, was, that's the thing. That's, that's the biggest thing with Didi. Zimmerman not, was 18. Just, 18 yeah, so mil for one year. 
So and so is Didi. You know what I mean? Like it just well, like that's not it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, there's, these guys just aren't worth it. What about Rendon? With I think Rendon, he's, I would, Rendon's worth I, every single cent. Yeah. I, I don't. If I had the money right now, and you told me I had to pay either Rendon or Strasburg, I'm paying Rendon. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think he's one of, and we're gonna, you know, we'll talk about it later. Jedi MVP later, dude. I mean, he's the best hitter in baseball in my eyes. He's just so calm out there, and just the swing is so perfect. He doesn't swing at bullshit either, too. He does a good job at swinging at pitches he can hit, and. I mean, relatively young. I think he's like 28 or something. Dude, he's still got a bunch of good years left. Uh, I'd break the bank for him personally. Yeah, and I mean, another guy moving on, Aroldis Chapman. He's going to stay in his contract with the New York Yankees, which was two years, $30 million. He's basically just getting an extension. He's just signing a – is it one or is it one or two more years? Two. Yeah, it's two more years for $18 million apiece, which – Rounds out to roughly $16 million a piece if you're looking at the luxury tax thing. That's how that works out. I mean, if you consider yourself a Yankee fan, though, and you wanted this dude to seriously opt out, you're really not a fan, and you don't know what you're talking about, and I don't respect your baseball opinion because he probably had his best season yet, in my eyes. I mean, his ERA was 2.3. He was the best arm in the bullpen, and I know he didn't pitch a lot last year, but if you're also going to be taking away Dylan Batances because – it, I haven't seen anything saying the Yankees are even looking at him. Like, I mean, like, you need Chapman. I don't know why they're all saying, like, this bum. I hope he doesn't get, like... I mean, I know we said it maybe as a joke in the beginning with, like, we were just upset that they lost, but when it was going on for, like, two weeks afterwards and, like, after Game 7 of the World Series, I was really concerned just as, like, a Yankee fan base. Like, none of them know what they're talking about, I think. Do you guys agree with me? You couldn't let... Chapman, like, I, I don't feel comfortable giving the ball to Britain... Uh, if if Dellen exactly. comes back, I, even if Dellen comes back, I don't feel confident giving it to him. I don't feel confident in giving it to pretty much anybody except Aroldis Chapman. So, you know, you do I think there are better? Do I think there are better closers in the league? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. You know, I think he's top three. So I I, I wouldn't. This was a no brainer. You have to solidify the ninth inning, and. I'm look, yeah, he blew a save or he got the loss in game six, but you know what? Somebody was going to get it. It just happened to be him. Yeah. You guys both brought it up. I mean, wh- where else do you go if you don't go with the oldest and you know, relatively speaking, yeah, two for 30. I mean, that's not a bad deal for a top three closer in the game and a dude who's still an absolute flamethrower. Yeah. And speaking on even the bullpen market, if the Yankees were still going to try to upgrade their outstanding bullpen already, I mean, you had Chapman, if he did opt out and he was a free agent, Dylan Batances and Will Smith, two of which are coming from the New York Yankees. This was a must sign, like we said, and I mean, I, I'm glad he's back. By the way, did you guys see the Yankees spending versus their revenue? It's absolutely ridiculous. Go out and spend your money, Hal Steinbrenner. It's really pissing me off. Did you see it? They like had a revenue of like $890 million dollars. And their spending was like two hundred. Right. It was JD. the biggest gap in baseball, bro. JD. The na- guess what the Nationals was? Nationals was <laughs> like three hundred, and then it was like two twenty. You okay. can't spend a little bit more. I'm not asking you to spend like five hundred million dollars, but like they didn't even go over the luxury tax thing. Like, come on. 
Okay, now, here's the thing, okay? And I understand your frustration because you're used to the way George did it and George would spend his money on whatever the fuck he wanted <laughs> because that's just how he did it, right? And he knew that no matter who the other teams rolled out, that odds are the Yanks are going to win the World Series anyway. But these Steinbrenners are a little more, I don't want to say cheap. No, no, that's no, not that's what I'm saying. saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. Like, uh, JD, I disagree with you 1,000%. Okay, because they I don't think you... They, sh they shouldn't spend more money. I don't think you fully understand how the luxury tax works. Okay? I the luxury you go over the limit, and then you, have, you get taxed a certain amount. You go over that, you get taxed more. Okay, and where does the taxes go? It's state. okay. Say, no, the state. Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> No, it's not like a fucking state income tax. 50% 50, 50 that you go over, 50% of that is distributed to the other ball clubs in the league that don't exceed the base tax threshold that, that year. So why would, you, why would you give money to the Tampa Bay Rays? Why would you give money to the Oakland A's? Why would you do that? Because you're trying to be better. But So you're going to make the wild card team better. You're going to make the other wild card team better because now you're giving them money in which they're handcuffed as it is. So now you're giving them three and a half, four million bucks to go out and get who? Uh, uh, what the A's do, which is acquire two guys at the deadline who are going to contribute or give the Rays four million dollars for some international signing bonus or some shit. So they land some dude out of out of the Dominican who hits the shit out of the baseball. They, they should not. Go over the luxury tax. They handcuffed themselves already. Jeter if did it, it best. Jeter, if it Jeter means you get Garrett. No, I don't want Garrett oh Cole. My God. I don't You're want Garrett Cole. No, I Dino don't want, you want Zach Wheeler. Don't I don't want Zach Wheeler. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. They're going to pay. They're going to overpay for Zach Wheeler. I don't want him either. You're going to think I'm absolutely crazy. Okay. I don't really think they should do anything. I think they need to. I think they need to somehow trade for Lindor, and I, th I think they need to get the fuck rid of Gary Sanchez. Other than that, I don't see much much else you can do. Jermon's going to be suspended for God knows how long, right? He's going to come back. Eight, Eighty-one games. Well, no, he gets, I thought uh, that's what I saw. Yeah, but he he said he. How long was he suspended the, this year though? Like I thought it was quite a bit. It wasn't well, it was official. just while the case, yeah, it was while the case was going on. He wasn't allowed to. Oh damn! Like they didn't give him, they didn't give him time served per se. No, I don't think so. And that's half the season. No. So okay, so half the year, whatever. Okay, but am I going to? Am I going? Like uh, you're forgetting a massive part here, which is they still have Clint Frazier, who they can deal for somebody. But I am not paying Zach Wheeler a ridiculous amount of money. I am not paying. Garrett Cole, $300 million for 10 years, when in five years, I, I, I'm shaking my head like, why in God's name did they do this? They've already gotten screwed once. Jeter, I've said this before, should be arrested for robbery. He <laughs> took over the Marlins, and he called the only people on the planet that, that he knew would fucking fall for this. <laughs> and now we're stuck with Stanton's contract, in which we won't be able to trade unless we pay half of it. The Yankees have dead money on their roster. Not only to mention you have a 70 million guy in Hicks who ain't going to play much. 
<laughs> you got Gardner who's going to come back. Okay, so yeah, you, you you obviously good. You got rid of the parrot. Perfect. But you still have to pay Judge. You're going to have to pay Gleiber in the next two years. Like, where do you think? Like, they don't just not, they can't just LeMahieu. shit out money. They're going to have to pay LeMayhew. They're going to have to pay Gio or Andujar. Like, there's a lot of money that they have to pay to keep this team intact, including giving, giving Judge $300 million. Also, probably giving Gleiber $300 million. So you're going to have two people on this roster eating up 60 million bucks. They can't afford. It's going to be crazy. They can't afford Garrett Cole. They can't afford Zach Wheeler. They have to do it exactly the way they did it this year. The only difference is you need to hope that losing Garrett Cole makes the Astros that much more beatable. That's, that's the only thing you have to hope for. But as for going over the luxury tax and giving 50% of that to the other ball clubs, hell no. Absolutely not. Just want a real quick comment on the whole Lindor thing. Would absolutely love that. I completely agree with you. I mean, what an upgrade from Didi Gregorius. I mean, Didi's a great player, but Lindor's a star and a, a face in MLB. Um, but, like, I don't really know where that came up from because nobody was talking about that. Like, that didn't come out of Hal Steinbrenner's mouth, Brian Cashman's mouth, or anybody in the Yankees organization. So I kind of hate when reporters do this thing like, oh, he's intrigued. Like, Indians are putting him maybe on the market. Like, Yankees are, like, the perfect fit. And then it gets, like, all these people, like, in their head. Like, that's not going to happen. I mean, watch it, do- like, watch it does happen, and I'd be very happy. But I don't see that happening. I think they need to trade Clint Frazier. He has to go. Like, he doesn't want to be a Yankee, it seems like, and good for him. He'll probably be a great player somewhere else. Uh, they need to trade Debbie Garcia, and they need to trade this Floreal guy while they can. Because I'm sick of these stupid prospects, Dean. I tell you this all the time at the Yankees. I'm sick of the prospects. Even the guy Jason Dominguez, who's supposed to be like twice as good as Babe Ruth, I'm not even in on him anymore because all these prospects I hear all the time. Unless this guy's hitting like 100 bombs a year in the minors. I don't care. Like what happened to Vlad? I'm sure Vlad's going to be good, but Vlad was supposed to be this outstanding dude and need him to win the rookie of the year. He batted like what, 250? He actually he finished seventh in rookie of the year. Like, well, my point. I think yeah. I think I think Biggio actually finished above him. Now, like, his, my point. You're supposed to win the MVP. People were saying. To his defense, though, there's a lot of good rookies out there this year. Baseball is not what it used to be, where one rookie is going to run away with this. Like this year, like you know, we were blessed with I, like 15 rookies that literally took baseball by storm. So like I. I think Vlad's going to be one. Vlad Jr. I think is going to be up there with his dad as one of the greatest hitters of all time. And I don't mean like one of the greatest hitters. I mean just like being able to hit anything. Like he I, literally can I hit anything. Big bounce back here. Now, having said that, there's really only one team to look for in during spring training or during the off season. Well, there's like two teams. For me, I'm going to lump this team like this into one, like the West Coast teams. So like the Padres, Angels, Giants, like all of them. Are, are on my watch list. And then the other one is the Philadelphia Phillies. I think the Phillies make a serious move here. This team is... This team is, like, flirting with being elite. And I think they're one or two pieces away from being absolutely dominant in the NL East. Especially if you're able to pull either 
if you're able to somehow land Lindor or or Strasburg or Cole, it yeah. complete it completely changes the entire NL East because I really think the Phillies are are, are going all in. You know, they got their manager. Girardi's going to be fine there. And I think it's like one of those times where, you know, let's find somebody who can who can play with with the young stars that they have there now. And I think they're one or two pieces away from being elite. Yeah, I think that lineup is legit. Uh, but you're right. It's pitching, man. Nola's a stud and Nola's an ace. There's no doubt about it. And if you can add a, an elite arm to that with, you know, there'll be expectations. There's no doubt. And they floundered last year. But I think that. You know, Kapler had a lot to do with that. And, you know, some of the criticism he got was undeserved, but he also deservedly got a lot of criticism. And Girardi's a huge upgrade uh, managerially for them, too. And, you know, you hit the nail on the head, man. They could be really freaking good. There, dude, there, there's a lot. If you, if you Google the Philadelphia Phillies, the news that's coming out of there, the rumors that are coming out of there are, are 100% legit in the sense of, they are going after starting pitching. They are going to – then they have the money to offer Cole or, or Strasburg. But the one thing I saw is like they're pretty hell-bent on also acquiring Lindor. Wow. So, they, so if you sit there and walk – like if any of these teams walk away with Lindor and, and Cole or Strasburg, yeah. it's a, it becomes a playoff team. You're, you're, and you're, well, you're definitely mortgaging the future on that too. I mean – Fully guaranteed contracts in baseball. You better, you better hope you hit on them. Um, what was it? What were you just talking about? Um, no, nah, I forget. Crap. It was one of the yeah, one of the one of the free agents. I'm really intrigued by. Sorry. Talking about the Phillies, though. I mean, if Larry Rothschild goes over there and become and like has like all three Cy Young candidates on the Phillies next year, I'm going to be very upset and just like because he's over there now with Joe. No, so he's that's not. also something to look at. Yeah, he is. He's at the Phillies. No, he's not. No, he's he not. Isn't? No, Larry Rothschild. Larry Rothschild is in San Diego. No, he's not. I I just oh, said wow. that. I saw something like a last week that said that. Misinformation? No. My bad. Yeah. Never mind. He's just going to be the same old Larry. Yeah, and, until until you know what? Until Cole or Strasburg goes out to San Diego and they start sucking. And Rothschild yeah, will get fired in the first two months. They're not going to be able to use their curveball, just like Sonny Gray. <laughs> but uh, is this also throwing out the window that DD's going to be a Yankee? Because now we're seeing all this stuff that maybe he may return to his original uh, spot in Cincinnati, where he started his career, actually. No, the thing with DD dude is they offered him they offered him a a pillow contract of like one or like I forget what it was two years uh, or one year fourteen million I think and he said no and his agent I think countered offered with like three years fifty two which is like fourteen a year or something like that and, and the Yanks said no. So, I mean, I, that blows my mind. I would have locked him up for the three years, 52, right then and there. And then if you wanted to sign and trade him, you could have. But I, I would have locked him up. I would have locked him up right then and there. So, clearly the Yanks are not sold on him. I think they think that they, they can get away with Gliber at short. I completely disagree. I think Didi's a better shortstop than Gliber is. 
And if he goes to Cincinnati, like he's going to, he's going to hit 35 jacks and you're never going to hear from him again. Moving on from that, we promised you guys that we would give report cards for the seasons of the Nationals and the Astros. So let's start with the Astros. Personally, I'm going to give them a B plus, and I kind of sort of want to give them maybe just a regular B. They had a great season. I'm not taking that away from them. But when you have the two Cy Young candidates and Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole, and you also have one of them are going to win, like there's no doubt about it. And then you have the MVP possibly in Alex Bregman, and you still couldn't win against a Nationals team that basically almost had no business being there in the beginning of the season, but they obviously proved everybody wrong. I mean, it's supposed to be a big, bad team. In my eyes, they choked. They had Jose Altuve, a reigning MVP in 2017, and they had so many other... I mean, I know Lance McCullers wasn't there. They got their closer uh, two years ago with Roberto Ozuna. He choked. I mean... In my eyes, it was they choked the whole time. Moving on to the Nationals, though, the World Series champions of 2019. I'm giving them an A++++. If I can give them more pluses, I would. Overcame absolutely everything. They had a 0.1% chance of winning the World Series in May. Everything was against this team. When they lost Bryce Harper, everybody said that this team was over. Max Scherzer came up. Steven Strasburg came up big for them. Patrick Corbin, they signed in the offseason. He was great for them this season. Sean Doolittle was great for him. Adam Eaton came up in the uh, – I think he was down in the beginning of the year, and he get, uh, got there for him. Victor Robles kind of blew up this season. He didn't have an outstanding season, but way better season than he did his rookie year. Uh, everything that this team did, Juan Soto with the whole batting, every time he takes a ball, like the – the vibe this team had, I loved everything uh, about it. Michael Taylor won. I'm a big Michael Taylor fan. Very happy. A++++ plus for the Nats. Okay. You know. For the Nats, it's an A++++++++++. <laughs> for the Astros, it is a B-. minus. You went home up 3-2, and you lost. Uh, that, that's it. They're not going to win another one. Good night. <laughs> Astros, it, it's got to be B minus, man. The fact that you, you just got to win one game in a best of seven at home. It doesn't. It didn't even matter what game it was. Just win one game at home. Um, I, it was pretty crazy oddity that you know the road team won every single game. Um, that's baseball for you. But like the fact that they couldn't win one of those games at home is ridiculous. Um, Nationals, I mean, yeah, anything less than an A-plus would be preposterous to even give them. Uh, they're a team of destiny, man, and uh, I didn't realize they were a point one. They had a 0.1% chance of winning the World Series in May. And uh, just tying that into the Stanley Cup last year at the St. Louis Blues, like, I, it may become a tradition of mine, you know, halfway through the year, whatever, like, time frame we pick, whenever the odds are, are really good – take the team that's like you know worst who has the best odds to win it and you know two times in two years like that's insane that the team with the worst odds like actually came back to win the title so i'm gonna do that and hopefully win hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> uh but yeah i wrote it on twitter two days ago i think astra like they we were just having an astros conversation i saw it was a thread or whatever and i just wrote astros dynasty is over or dynasty in quotation marks I mean, it, it's a small market team in my eyes. Do you agree with me on that? It's not a big market. They say it is, but it's not. No, I mean, dude, that's a, a – not to correct you too much, Jerry, but Houston's the third largest city in the country. So, I mean, it's got to be a huge market, I, I, right? 
It's not, it's not, uh, my point being is it's not in LA, it's not in New York or the Mets. The Mets are, the Mets aren't a big market team, but they have money if they wanted to spend. It's not a Boston. It's not a team like that. That's what I'm trying to say. Like they're not the big bad guys that are going to go spend all the money in the world to get whatever they want. They never have been known that way. I mean, but their, their dynasty's over in my opinion. Yeah. Life after Cole should be interesting. I mean, you, you got, this is why they signed Grinky for, for longer than they did. And, Cole is a you know hasn't had the career that Grinky has like the longevity of it, but it's going to be interesting just having two aces like that instead of the three they had. Moving on from that though, some moves the Nationals have already made. Like we said before, they declined Ryan Zimmerman's option of eighteen million dollars. We already talked about that. We think that I, he'll come back. They approved the option though for Sean Doolittle, the closer, left-handed pitcher, six and a half million dollars. That's very good for them. They needed to keep that bullpen piece. It was really the only reliable one they had. They declined Matt Adams' option. He was down all year. I think he was in AAA by the end of the year. They approved the option for Adam Eaton at $9.5 million. Very good, solid player. I actually think he's one of the most underrated players in MLB. And declined the option of Jan Gomes, the catcher, at $9 million. That's what you had to do for that one. That one, I, I think you bring him back, but for $9 million, that was too much. Moving on from that, though, let's talk a little bit about the new Padres and Diamondbacks. They got some unis, Depaw, don't they? I think, uh, first off, the D-backs, uh, the, those grays that they wore this year were horrendous. They were disgust- like They were so gross. Like Not the good one. Like They were, they were horrible looking. Um, but what they did, they simplified it, and I think they look sharp as hell, man. Uh, you know, just the, the your typical whites and blacks, and I I think they have like a like a teal like uh, you know accent in there too. Looks really good. Looks really classy. Um, and then the Padres, the, I think they released three, including one brown pinstriped one that looks so good. Uh, the Oakland A's, Dino. I know we've talked about that. They probably have the best combo of uniforms in the bigs. But these Padres ones, I don't know if you've seen them, are going to give them a run for their money. The Padres ones are fire. Uh, the D-backs won, I mean, whatever. <laughs> it, there, it's a, I guess I'm more excited because they got rid of the whore, like the grays are such a better, or their roads are so much better now. And I like just like the little details that, that they did in it. It just looks uh, crisp and clean. Big fan of them. I guess it had to be a lot better than what they, you know, currently had or what they had last year. Yeah. I mean, I like the pod, the Padres jerseys are nice. Yeah. What do, you think, what do you think about them brown pennies? I love them. Yeah, they're nice. I love them. I, I, those are those are about as clean as they can get. I even like, dude. I just think these are clean, you know. And it, and it's kind of cool because like if you you know like in Florida when you go to travel baseball, like the uniforms are the best part. And you <laughs> and you see and you see stuff like this. That's dope. And, it, and, and and like I'm waiting for MLB to kind of just like come out with with some like crazy shit like this. And this yeah. might be like this is some crazy shit. And I like I love it. You know what I absolutely like hated about here in PA, Dino, uh, like all the summer ball teams and just like baseball in general. Like I feel like every freaking school was either red or blue. Like there was like some combination of red and blue. And it was just like you'd find the same uniform combos going against each other. I absolutely hated it. Yeah, and then the coaches don't talk before the game. Both teams are wearing white. <laughs> like, how hard is it? Uh, yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about it. I mean, I do think they're nice. Nobody's really agreeing with me on this. I feel like the Padres and Diamondbacks change their uniforms every year. Everybody's just kind of like, yeah. Like, 
I don't know. I feel like I've like every single off season. I feel like they're like new uniforms, like new well, al- alternate think, uniforms. I think the D backs. I, I think it was either last year or two years ago. It was. I think they realized they swung and missed because like no one was vibing with them. Dude. They they just didn't look good. Uh, so I think they like were forced to end that change. Um, yeah, Padres. I think like it's basically it's just like a you know color combo change. I, I think they're getting their. This is the old school combo. This, uh, you know, brown and yellow, as opposed to like the the blue and tan that they were rocking before. Those jerseys, yeah, you- the the Padres jerseys, the last ten years have been fucking atrocious. Yeah, they haven't looked good at all, and I'm glad they're going back to this old school look. Do you guys like this Nike logo on the thing? Like all these like rumors that they're going to be on the Yankees pinstripes. No way. Well, every every jersey, matter of fact. No way. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm already used to the NBA ones. I'm fine with it. I, I feel like it's one of those things I'll just get used to. I mean, I, I thought the NBA one was going to be stupid. Like the international teams, like even if you watch international hockey, there is like all of their, their jerseys are littered in oh, yeah. in, spo- in sponsorships. So like that's where the that's where the the market's going, and you'll get used to it. Yeah, Dino, then I think what the NBA did, because I was worried about it too, but they just did a classy and it's only one sponsor and it's, you know, usually nondescript. It's in a, you know, a visible spot, but it's not a huge logo, but it's a very identifiable one. Uh, you know, the, you, you brought up, you know, international hockey, but like same with soccer too. There's some couple jerseys that just look horrible with how many sponsorships they have on there. There's like eight sponsors on a jersey. You can barely even see the number. Uh, but yeah, I like the classy ones. That's fine. But moving on from that, it's now time for November predictions. But first, let's go over last month, which was October predictions. First question, who will be crowned the champions holding the commissioner's trophy at the end of the season? Me and Dean said the Yankees and Depot said the Astros. We were wrong. It was the Nationals. So close, man. Yeah, you are a game seven. So second question, how many home runs will be hit in the Minnesota Twins and New York Yankees series? We said 14 and, a half, 14 and a half over under. There were 612 total home runs between these two teams. They both were leading baseball. And me and Dean, uh, me and Dean said over. Depaw said under. Depaw got the point. By the way, we're doing double jeopardy for Depaw because he has to catch up Ooh, there. He started a little late. One. So that's that two points one. right there. Um, will the Nationals finally get out of the uh, division series? <laughs> we all said no. We were way off. Yeah, way off there they won. Will the Redskins win a game this month? Dean and Depaw said yes. I was the only one that said no, and I was very pissed because they only lost by one point. That was like the only Dolphin game I've ever tuned into, so it was really annoying. And finally, how many times this month or last month will Dean drop a fat F-bomb on the pod over under 37 and a half? Me and Dean said under, and Depaw said over. That thing was way over. But we did the math. It wasn't that bad because, like Dean said, it was only like it was like maybe like two a pod, maybe even a little bit under. Hold on a second. Do you have the, the hard number? number on this? It was. I, I, I stopped counting. I stopped counting at forty-one. Yeah, because I know Devolmo was a lot of it. Out. A lot of it was uh, the most recent pod. <laughs> I think it was the Steinbrenner, not the Steinbrenner, the uh, the Cashman rant. Is what Cash. got you over. I mean, it's unfair. Because like, like you guys made me talk about like the Knicks and the Skins and the well, Yanks after they get eliminated. Was, like I was just gonna say it was right after the Yanks got eliminated and just it, yeah, that, yeah. that took us home, dude. <laughs> I mean, like come on, dude. 
I, I was legit. I was legit for like five pods, and then all of a sudden we started talking about the skins and all this shit. Yeah, hold Speaking on. Speaking of this, no, I got uh, I'm not. Phone. First one you dropped six, dude. On the ten seventeen pod, you only dropped three f bombs. Like, and then yep. yeah, then it started to go downhill after that. I but I mean like. <laughs> Go listen to those rants, dude. I guarantee it's about the Knicks skins or or the Yanks. Like, I yep. guarantee it. Yep. But to tally that up for you, this is the closest I think it's ever been. I, I really need to go back. I think, Dean, I think me and you are tied at 14 and a half. I have it 13 and a half, but I have to go recount. And uh, to Palma, you're at 11 and a half. You had five and a half points last, uh, last month. Dean, we give him double jeopardy again, right? Because this is – yes. Yes, yeah. and, and, and and unfortunately, Jimmy yeah. is Jimmy is still at five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is getting really interesting. We got two months left, yeah. November and December. But to start off, it's now time for November predictions. Who will win the Cy Young this season? Half a point for each league. Go. I'm going. I'm going. Cole and I said Scherzer, but now I'm going Cole and. I hope I'm gonna because I'm gonna vote on this for MVP with like the bias of the World Series, but I'm gonna go with uh, with Ryu or Ryu from uh, from the Dodgers. He had a great year, kind of kind of piss poor at the end of it, but I'm hoping that the stats throughout the year carry him forward. And the voters weren't too swayed with the uh, with Strasburg's dominance in the postseason. I'm going Verlander and Strasburg. Uh, I'm going Cole and Strasburg. So. But moving on to question number two, will anybody accept a qualifying offer? In recent histories, not many players at all have accepted them. A few to be named off the top of my head. Josh Donaldson, I know, was offered one. Steven Strasburg, which is probably going to decline it. And Anthony Rendon, who's also probably going to decline it. They were offered them, and they have 10 days. I think right now they have seven days left to either accept or decline from today, which is November 11th. Um, I think... Nobody accepts that the only person that I really am iffy about is Josh Donaldson because he went on a one year last year and it wouldn't surprise me if he did it again. But I feel like he really wants like at least a three year deal to get his money because he still has never had a big contract. But I'm going with no. No. No, 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 no. All right. And question number three Will the Jets manager finally be fired? By the end of the month, this is for my Jets fans because I, I have a few people that listen to it that I know are Jets fans. I'm here to tell you that he's not going to be fired, even um, though he probably should. By the end of this month, uh, no. He gets fired at the end of the year. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think he gets fired this month. Uh, and I think they let him finish out the year, Dino. They gave him... Uh, you know, in typical Jets fashion, they fired the GM after hiring Adam Gase. So, like, he's kind of doing both. Adam Gase is, like, kind of like the director of football ops. Uh, so I don't think they get rid of him that quickly as in, like, this month or even this year. But if they start off shitty again next year, yeah, I think they fire him, fire him within the first six games next year. Yeah, let me be clear here. He doesn't have shit to work with. No, no, no. Like, like let's not, like... Le'Veon Bell doesn't make that team really good. Their offensive line blows. Darnold had pneumonia or whatever the hell it was. Mononucleosis. 
He had mono and missed six weeks. This team sucks ass. Their best receiver is Jamison Crowder, who also sucks ass. You know what I mean? Like, this team, their defense gave up 34 points to the Giants, which I shouldn't be talking because the Skins are going to lose twice to them, or they already did. I don't even know. I think they lost twice, once. They're going to lose again, so that's two. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Next. (laughs) Next. Question four, will the Knicks have at least five wins by the end of November? <laughs> they have. They need to win three more games. They have 12 games left this month, I believe, correct? They have two wins right now. No, they got nine, they got nine games left this month. So you have to go win three out of nine. No, also, no. Um, <laughs> thought I had better odds with 12 uh, games. Um, no. Our resident Knicks fan, Dino. Um, <laughs> you know you're just gonna say yes. This shit so serious. I love it. He's looking at the schedule. <sighs> Can we get this dub right here? All right, I'll I'll let you think about it a little bit more. I think they're two and eight, Dino. I don't think they win three out of nine. Um, and I I'll give you a little bonus. I think they fire Fizdale. Okay, first of all, if they fire, uh, okay. The the answer my answer is no. But if David Fizdale gets fired. Okay, this is the classic. This is James this is Dolan. classic. This is classic Knicks James Dolan right here. Like, I'm not gonna go on a rant. I'm not. I'm not. I'm in a very calm mood. I'm not gonna go on a rant. I'm not gonna let it happen. Probably However, dude, I just realized you, the two, the Skins and the Knicks, have, they're probably the two best owners in their respected leagues, man. Yeah, for sure. Both of those guys should be on fucking chopping blocks. Okay, listen. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, James Dolan, you're a piece of shit. Right? Like I can't believe I cannot believe and and, and whether he orchestrated this or not, you have Steve um uh, uh oh my god, what's his I, I forget I'm so mad I can't even Steve Mills and Scott Perry get on and, and have a presser about how they expected to be better at this point in the season. And Stephen A went off on him and I couldn't, and and Stephen A talks a lot of shit, but my goodness, like I listen to him when it comes to the Knicks, like there is no reason to have this press conference unless you were orchestrated to do it because David Fisdale, whether or not he was the guy that you wanted because you wanted him to mend all these relationships. Well, guess what? He didn't, he failed to mend the relationship with Porzingis. He's in Dallas having a great fucking time. So now you put together a shit fucking roster in which in the in the in the offseason you let you landed Bobby Portis, Marcus Morris, uh, Alfred Payton, Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock, who hasn't played a fucking game. And now you're going to fire Fisdale because your team sucks. That is the most unbelievable thing uh-huh. I have ever heard in my life. This team was destined to be bad. And that's fine. Because what's going to happen is you're probably going to end up with the one pick. And that's even better because what's going to happen is they're either going to take that young buck from North Carolina or they're going to take James Wiseman from, from, from Memphis, which either one I'm good with. But this team flat out blows. Are they exciting to watch? Yeah, they're young. Is R.J. Barrett going to be pretty good? Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> Frank Nilakina is still on the roster. And Frank. if he's still on the roster, you need to fucking play him every day and have him run the point. Stephen A. said it best the other day. In the fourth quarter of the Mavs game the other day, they had Julius Randle bringing the ball up, running the point, and they had Marcus Morris running the point. Why are these two dudes running the point? Because their team fucking sucks. 
<laughs> so do you think they <laughs> win five games? No. Okay. And for the fifth and final question, who will be the MVP? Half a point each for each league. I'm going for the AL Marcus Simeon. No, just kidding. He shouldn't even be on there. DJ LeMay, he should. But in all seriousness, Alex Bregman. I'm going back and forth. I look at the war because that's just what everybody's been looking at. Uh, the voters for the past couple of years, they're really tight. Mike Trout and Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman has 8.4 and Mike Trout has an 8.3. I'm going with Alex Bregman, not only for the war, but just because he played the whole season. He got to the World Series. People say that doesn't have anything to do with it. It does. Um, and the fact that he hit 41 bombs, Mike Trout hit 45, but Alex Bregman also has more hits. So I'm going with Alex Bregman for that. And for the NL, I'm going with Anthony Rendon because he's just all around the one of the better hitters, and he's also a very good defender. So I'm, those are my picks. I don't want to feel like I'm copying you because I, like my my heart of hearts because says you are. Bregman, yeah, but if Bregman didn't have like a really good like final six weeks, it would have went to Trout. Because I thought Trout had an MVP year and just happened to get hurt, but it has to go to the second guy because he got hurt. You can't say some guy's the MVP if he didn't play the whole year. That that, that doesn't make sense to me. If he wins it, I can't wait to have this discussion. So I'm going with Bregman, and I also think it's Rendon. He just absolutely carried this team. I mean, obviously Soto did as well, but if you take Rendon off this team, they are nowhere. And I've said this a million times. This is how the MVP should be decided. If you take this guy off the team, where is this team? So, you know, in that sense, it's got to be Rendon. Yeah, I I go where we all agree is Rendon. Um, You know, there are a lot of question marks once Harper left. Um, You know, for star power, you know, Rendon's not a star per se. He should be talent-wise. Led the bigs in RBIs, just, you know, Mashed a ton of doubles, a ton of dingers. Uh, I talked about earlier how much I love his swing and just his demeanor out there. He's a great fielder. Um, and I'm going uh, with Trout. I, I hope that he wins another MVP. He was having an MVP uh, quality season. He was going to be uh, – I took him to to lead the bigs and homers. He was leading the homers and bigs when he – and he was getting hot too when he got hurt. Um and also for you know comparison's sake too for uh, for the uh, for the, our predictions here, I'm going with Trout and Yale. Real quick, let me um, let me catch all of our listeners up to what's going on throughout other sports right now. If the playoffs were to start today, in 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 the AFC from one to six, you would have the Patriots, Ravens, Texans, Chiefs, Bills, and Steelers. Yes, sir. Talk, a, talk about a comeback for the Steelers. You can't say you didn't expect it when you got Tomlin behind it. And then the seventh spot leaking kind of close is the Oakland Raiders, knock on wood, if you're with me. So that's got to love it. In the NFC, you would have one through six. You would have the Niners, Packers, Saints, Cowboys, Seahawks, and Vikings. The team that's missing, the Los Angeles Rams at five and four on an absolute tailspin on full tilt. They're on tilt right now for sure. They're on massive tilt. Let's let's jump over to the NBA while we're at it. One through eight in the East: Celtics, Raptors, Bucks, Heat, Sixers, Pacers, and just like any other team in the East, why do you expect anything different? The seven and eight are sub five hundred, both four and five. Cavs and Nets, respectively. Enjoy your life, Kyrie. Your team's gonna get bounced in the first fucking round until Batman can come save your Robin ass next year. <laughs> 
In the West, we have the Lakers, Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz, Suns, who I love watching play, the yeah. Clippers, Mavs, and Spurs. Once again, in the West, all the teams over 500, and the San Antonio Spurs are in the eighth seed. Unbelievable. I wish my basketball team could be five and four, f- even for a day. <laughs> J- jumping over to the NHL, if you were just curious, in the East, you would have the Bruins, the Maple Leafs, in no, in no specific order. I'm just giving you the six and the two wild cards the Bruins, the Leafs, the Canadians, the Caps, Islanders, Flyers, and the two wild cards right now is the Pens and Panthers. With the Sabres, who are are on a five-game losing streak. I have never seen a team start so hot and have just fallen off the map. I feel like they always Uh, do that, Dino. It's a it's a serious problem. Uh, They need to this. They're young. They need to learn how to win. And my Rangers, five, three, and two. Their last ten, they've got points in the last six games. I'm starting to see some signs of greatness. They lost a shootout against the Panthers the other day. Uh, In the West, you got the Blues, Avs. Predators, Oilers, Flames, Canucks, the two wildcard teams, the Jets, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Needless to say, the NHL has a lot of balance in it this year. The the next three months are going to be really exciting based on – I mean, the wildcard chase is going to be exciting all year. I'm excited to see how it pans out. I'll be at the game Saturday, Rangers-Panthers. Excited to go to my first Ranger game this year. Uh, we got the Rangers and Pens tomorrow night on NBC mm. Sports Network, seven thirty. Deepaw will be will be texting throughout it. Uh, you're lucky um, Sydney's Sid hurt his ankle, so you're going to be getting you know Gino's feeling good right now, but you're not going to be getting a full Penguin squad right here. That's fine. You're not getting the King either. You're getting Gorgiev. Oh, Gorgiev, <laughs> dude, the, he's Russian. You know, he's pretty he's pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, JD. Go ahead. Uh, but today we had our first award uh, announcement today. The AL and NL Rookies of the Years were announced. For the AL, it was Jordan Alvarez. And for the NL, it was Pete Alonso. Not surprising there. I think we all predicted that um, a couple podcasts ago that we thought they were the most deserving for it. And they have bright futures ahead of them. So congrats to them. You guys got anything on that? Holy shit. I, don't, I can't believe I didn't tell you the story. First of all, they both deserved it. But for my birthday, did I tell you this? What my mom got me? No. Oh, this is fantastic. My mom got me a a, a t-shirt that had a that that said polar bear on it, and she said, "Because you like polar bears." I heard it on your podcast. <laughs> I said, "Ma," I said, "Ma," I don't like fucking polar bears. That's Pete. That's that's Pete. That's Pete Alonso's nickname. No <laughs> Not only to mention, I'm 30 years old. My mom's getting me a shirt that had a panda bear on it. Was it polar just like a? Was it like a cartoon polar bear, like the Coca-Cola yeah. polar bear, or like I, I, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna find it. I don't know where I put it, but I'm gonna try and find it and take a picture Wait. of it. But like, Jeez. dude, I I opened it. I said, "What the hell is this?" She <laughs> said, "On your podcast, you said you like polar bears." I like polar bears. I like fucking polar bears. This is Pete Alonso. That's fucking great. Yeah. So, shout out to my ma. <laughs> Thanks, ma. <laughs> Um, I kind of like his story, though. Like, did you see the thing that the MLB just released? He had to write a paper when he was in high school, and they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he wrote an MLB baseball player, and the lady wrote on his paper, gave him a C-minus, and wrote, unrealistic. What a bitch. (laughs) 
Oh my god! Like he's like that. I mean, I just yeah. find stories like that really cool. So yeah, way to have those kids, you know, go out there and you know go for their dreams, lady. What the hell. Yeah, um, so that's just some cool to mention. No, so yeah, the your Don was the first uh, or was a unanimous choice. Got all uh, thirty first place votes. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, what he got caught up in like June or something like that. Uh, when I was looking at it, uh, I was wondering. Like who he got traded for? He got traded for a dude named Josh Fields. He was a uh, reliever. He last pitched in 2018, had a good year, uh, like a you know two ERA, like a 34. You know he was like 33 or 34 year olds, but no longer in baseball in 2019. I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Wow. From the Dodges. Hmm. Also, um, Pete Alonso only got he got 29 votes for the first place and then he got one vote that was for second place i always feel like if you're gonna be that one guy like not really for maybe rookie of the year but like hall of fame i know that's kind of off off topic if you're gonna be the one guy that like doesn't vote for them just like make a point i feel like you shouldn't have a vote hold on i'm looking it up i want to see who the vote was cast for it was by some guy on the athletic i heard i don't know his name but I feel like you shouldn't like be allowed to vote almost because that's like so scummy in my opinion. Soroka got second, Tatis third. My boy from the Buccos, Brian Reynolds, um, Dakota Hudson, and Victor Robles. There's something to mention there. But before we wrap up this podcast, Dean, what's your final thought? Uh, my final thought is... I th- when the hell did I go to this mo- Saturday? Alyssa made me go. Alyssa takes me to every scary movie, even though they're not scary. They're probably like really stupid. I think the last three I saw was this Pet Cemetery that thing sucked. Um, Midsummer that shit sucked, and um, I don't know some other one that sucked. But she was like, let's, <laughs> she was like, let's let's go see Doctor Sleep. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll go see Dr. Sleep. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I didn't even know anything about it. I wasn't really paying attention. And then she told me, like, it's the Shining thing. And I was like, oh, it's the shit. Oh, okay, okay. It's, yeah, well, let's, let's, let's get it. So I go see it. I saw The Shining like 10 years ago because yeah. people said it was like the scariest movie of all time. It definitely is not. I just thought it was a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Sleep, I would give like a 7.8. I thought the tie together to The Shining was fantastic. You and uh, I'm sorry, Obi Wan Kenobi uh, played a fantastic role. Obi-Wan. I thought the I thought <laughs> I love how you're you referring were, to him as that because I was going to too. You were the chosen one, Anakin. Uh, <laughs> you are my brother, Anakin. Defeat the Force, not join it. <laughs> Every time, dude. Every time. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah. You know what? My, you know what my favorite line in that movie is? Only yeah. a Sith deals in absolutes. Oh, that's a good one. Good. Right when they're about to fight, I love when he says that. Yeah, I mean, dude. I mean, I loved Revenge of the Sith, and I love and and like the last like thirty five minutes of Attack of the Clones was good. But the thing that pissed me. This is so far off my final thought. <laughs> but the, the thing that pissed me off about Attack of the Clones is, or like that the entire prequel was Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be a badass. He always was. And they made him like a comical guy, like for the kids. And that pissed me off because he was a low key badass in the comics. Um, 
Yeah, that pissed me off. But anyway, <laughs> Dr. Sleep. Uh, Dr. Sleep, obviously, it, follow, it follows the, the Shining. It, it Just the, the tie together between those two movies was fantastic. The final 35 minutes is really good. Is like really, really good. And like for anyone who's like older who 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 you know saw the shining what twenty years ago, thirty years ago, whatever it was, like this will blast you back to the past really quick. It was just really well done. IMDB has it at a seven seven. That just shows you how much of a genius I am. I didn't even look at it until just now. Seven seven, I give it a seven point eight. That's your review on the movie. If you haven't checked it out, please do. Two and a half hours goes really fast. I had, um, I swear to God, dude, I, I, instead of buying like, like a, like a snack, I brought in a bag of chips and I didn't know it was kettle, kettle cooked. So like, <laughs> I, I, so I had to wait until loud parts in the movie so I could put a chip in that is like that. I, I could just see you stuffing in like a handful of chips whenever like something loud's happening on yeah, and like Alyssa looked at me like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But I like the, the it sucked because it was like the way that the movie kind of worked was that one small bag of chips took me like twenty seven minutes to eat because I had to strategically eat it. So yeah, that's um, my final thought. <laughs> speaking of that, this this one time, I swear to God, my wife brought in two foot long subs from Subway in her purse. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious, I, man. I I love that, dude. Wait, we didn't bring. I thought we brought something in when we saw uh, Fast Five. Did we? Um, no, no, never mind, dude. That was my boy Mecca. My boy Mecca brought in a full a full pizza. <laughs> you, you can bring anything in, dude. When I walk in there, people like still to this day, people think you're like bringing in like like contraband to a prison. They're like, really? oh my god, like what, you're taking that in the theater. You can't like, bring that in. Like, the fuck do you mean, bro? I'm not spending $30 on their bottle of water. Their popcorn tastes good the first three bites. After that, it tastes like fucking cardboard. Yeah, that's my final thought. Well, that's all for this edition of Major League Talk. Make sure to follow us on social media at JD with Sports. You guys got anything else? Uh, not really. No, sir. Go offense. Fuck off. <laughs> Jump